1990, CONMEBOL World Cup Qualifiers. Brazil and Chile are put in the same group. Both teams comfortably beat Venezuela, meaning that the World Cup ticket would come down to whoever wins the tie between them. Brazil's young forward Romario had this to say about Chilean boss Orlando Aravena before the first game in Santiago. I'm going to shut Aravena's mouth. Aravena would be sent off in that game, along with Chilean midfielder Raul Ormeno. The 1-1 draw in Santiago is described as war by Chilean newspaper Futebol Total. The result from this battle would set up a single deciding game in the Maracana and result in one of the most unique and wild moments in the unique and wild history of South American football. This is the Unknown History of Football with Rish and you're listening to the Wasted Possession Podcast. This story centers around one man, Roberto Rojas, the Condor, perhaps the greatest Chilean goalkeeper of all time. The Santiago-born shortstopper, like many stars of La Rojas, seemed to be a walking, talking controversy waiting to happen. Chile's national anti-hero began his first controversy with a classic age fudging. At the 1979 U20 Championships in Uruguay, the then 21-year-old took part in Chile's squad along with a few other over 20-aged player. Thanks to fake passports issued by the National Civil Registry. I guess if you are going to cheat, getting the government involved to collaborate with you is best practices. <laughs> However, the scheme was discovered while the tournament was going on. After Chile ironically accused Paraguay of fielding older players, Chile still finished third in their group because why let a little or a lot of age fudging get in the way of football? The entire national squad was arrested upon arrival in Santiago. Coach Pedro Garcia was sentenced to 1,084 days in prison, while the Chilean Football Federation chief Enrique Gordon was sent to an embassy in Nicaragua by dictator Augusto Pinochet, uh, basically exiling him out of the public's consciousness. Anyways, well, it only took about five more years for Rojas to be caught again for cheating. Uh, this time, testing positive for anabolic steroids following a friendly against England. This friendly cost the Condor a chance to represent his country at the 1984 Olympics. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna cheat, probably don't do it in a friendly. Like, <laughs> Then in 1987, the controversies are coming a bit faster now, Rojas was appointed as leader of the Players' Commission to discuss prize money with the Chilean Federation prior to the Copa America. Roberto's negotiation skills almost caused the squad to return home before kicking a single ball at the tournament. He was replaced at the last minute by a more agreeable negotiator. Finally, we arrive to the infamous date, September 3, 1989. Qualifications for the 1990 World Cup is heated in Group B of Conmebol. Brazil and Chile are neck and neck 
with only one game to decide one ticket. An iconic game needs an iconic venue, and none serve this purpose better than the Maracana in Rio. Chile need a win. Brazil are leading on goal difference, so a draw would do. 141,000 spectators packed into the legendary stadium. Along with them is a 24-year-old Rio native, Rosaneri Melo. Caressa slams the Celestial into a 1-0 lead. Rio explodes. Brazilians are partying. Chileans are crying. Suddenly, at the 67th minute, as Tafarel fires a goal kick, a flare fires from the stand, and Roberto Rojas collapses. The goalie had been booed and hated on by the crowd the whole game because of his antics and time wasting, but this was different. The Chilean squad rushed over to their downed captain. Patricio Yanez grabbed his testicles and gestured to the hostile crowd. That's where the doing a pato Yanez uh, started in South American football. Uh, Diego Simeone introduced it to European football, I guess. <laughs> As the smoke from the flare dissipated, a bloody Rojas rose with streams pouring from his head. The Condor fled to the dressing room, a complaint prepared for FIFA and Conmebol. Police arrested the flare thrower, Rosaneri Melo. Brazil now were at risk of having their spot taken away. Chile were to be rewarded a ticket to Italy. This one mistake from a 24-year-old could cost Brazil their first ever exclusion from the World Cup. But you see, this is South America. Nothing is ever that simple here. Argentinian photographer Ricardo Alfieri, whose photos had helped identify Melo, had caught someone else as well. The flare had landed, but not on Rojas. It had landed on the field. Here is Alfieri's description of the photos and the incident. I took a sequence of 14 or 15 photos of the flare falling and the rest. Because the flare landed on the floor and threw up a cloud of smoke, Rojas went down amidst the smoke. And after that, the next photo I have of Rojas, he was covered in blood. I had the impression that it had not hit him. But there was a contradiction. It didn't hit him, but the guy was bleeding. It didn't make sense. This was 1989. You couldn't imagine a professional sportsman would play a game with a blade hidden in his glove. More on that hidden blade. There were about 200 photographers at the Maracana that night, along with all the TV cameras, but only one experienced Argentine photographer was able to capture that moment when the flare hit the ground. Brazilian media went bananas when they found out about this, and this news leaked very, very quickly, which is, you know, kind of surprising since there was only one guy who actually caught the event. But anyways, they were they were knocking down the Chilean dressing room doors, trying to get the truth. CBF president Ricardo Teixeira summoned Alfieri into the Maracana VIP box. They asked to develop the photos ASAP, because, I mean... As of right now, as things stood, Brazil's ticket was completely cancelled. This was Chile was going through, Brazil was staying home. But once the photos were developed, 
the evidence was clear. Chile's ticket was now cancelled and Brazil were awarded a 2-0 win and a trip to Italy. Maracanzo, as this event would be called, led to FIFA handing out lifetime bans to the captain and goalkeeper Rojas, the Chilean vice-captain Astengo, another Chilean player Aravena, and several Chilean officials, including the physio, Koch, who had smuggled the blade to Rojas while he was rushing over. And, and while the team surrounded the player and the physio and, you know, the smoke was kind of covering the tracks, Rojas kind of just took the blade from the physio and just scratched himself up a bit in this, on his head. The Chilean national team was banned from the 1994 World Cup qualifiers as well, along with all those other bans. A year later, Rojas came clean with this quote in La Tercera. I cut myself with the razor and the farce was discovered. I'm guilty. It was a cut to my dignity. I've had problems at home with my wife. My teammates turned their backs on me. But if I were Argentine, Uruguayan or Brazilian, I would not be suspended. Rojas would later add that he did it for passion, for a chance for Chile to go to the World Cup. Rosaneri Melo, or as popularly known, the Maracana Firecracker, became a mini-celebrity in Brazil, appearing on the front cover of Brazilian Playboy. Supposedly, after the money ran out, she ended up returning to Rio and selling firecrackers. <laughs> Why let a good branding opportunity go to waste, right? The ban was lifted on the former Colo Colo and Sao Paulo keeper. Surprisingly, Rojas returned to Brazil as a goalkeeping coach, and he was quite a good one at that, helping Jagerio Seni into becoming a legend and the highest scoring goalkeeper in football history. Seni described Rojas's coaching as immense as the pair worked together for over 400 games. Rojas would hold several coaching positions in Brazil and go down as a legend of Chilean and South American football. This story has everything. A flawed genius, a violent playboy model, an Argentine who helped his country's biggest football rivals get into a World Cup, and the hopes and dreams of two passion-driven nations in the best and wildest footballing continent on the planet. I love South American football. If you enjoyed this episode, do leave a rating, it helps us grow. All our socials are in the description below. This Friday is the final group stage match of the Wasted Possession Draft Premiership live on Twitch, 7pm GMT. So tune in at twitch.tv slash wasted possession. Join the Discord, get involved with the community, give us some love on Twitter. Thank you for listening and see you next time. By the way, if you have any stories you want us to cover, drop it in the Discord. Alright, see ya.